0: Welcome back to another episode of MGE Table Talk. I'm your host, T. Turner. And I got my first return guest. It's the first time, you know, we had the, the return guest. But this guy is was very emphatic. Every time we see each other out, you know, he showed me nothing but love about this. But he was like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm peeping everything y'all producing, you know. Love this show. Love that show. When you bringing Table Talk back? And if you know anything about me, you know, listen. I love doing table talk But me being a producer Sometimes I get a little busy And you know It it, it be kind of You know Kind of spaced out Every once in a while That I can do these (laughs) But he would always Consistently bring this up to me Like hey you know Everything look good When you bring a table talk back (laughs) So I told him I said you know what When I bring it back You will be the first guest On the new Uh, incarnation of table talk So I'd like to be a man of my word Right and we got Box The Hungry Genius back on MG Tabletop. <laughs> Man, it's like a part doing?
1: two How you doing, brother? I'm good, I'm good Thank you for making me bring this back You made it seem <laughs> like I come and ask you about your mama Like, hey, how your mama doing? But, um, yeah, when you bring that <laughs> <table> talk back <laughs> Nah, I appreciate it Nah, I really love it, brother Platform great then was crazy The name of my campaign is No Crumbs Left
0: on the table, uh, so now I'm back with a campaign that goes with, you know, so yeah, we back on The stars in line, man. man. Man, look, I I peep you out a lot on social media too, man. Yo. You move around a lot, man. Yes. You 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 just recently got back from Biloxi, I believe. Biloxi, yeah, we okay, went Okay, what dead, was Black going beach. out there? Black Beach. I got booked to perform at Blast
1: on the Ave. It was out on the beach, um, but then the weather got bad, so they had to move it to a club. But it was dope. It was packed. We killed it, man. Me and my team, we went out there and we did some real promo, put up some flyers, posters, kiss babies, hug people, built some relationships. We was, we was politicking, networking out there, man.
0: I saw a picture that you posted. The owner of the Airbnb, you got him out here on your promo team man, too?
1: Look, look. He kept, man, you can ask my cameraman, man. He kept, like, seeing us move in in his Airbnb, but he looking. I could tell he looking. It's like three black dudes. So I just went on ahead and broke the ice. I said, man, we entertainers, da-da-da. And he was like, oh, okay, what kind of music you do? And he just was, you know, intrigued, you know? So he was like, where y'all gigging at? He was using words like gigging. Uh And I'm like, look, man, I'm going to leave you all my promo stuff. He said, do that, man. Let me know what your social media handles. And, man, I'm like, hey, would you mind taking a picture? He said, yeah, man, I, I hope... I'm I'm looking at a celebrity right now. That's how he was... It's like, man, you might be big one day, so I need to take advantage of this. So.
0: Oh, man. Okay, okay, yeah. Because I saw... I said, okay, boxing went out here and recruited somebody. He got this man out here putting out flies and... Man,
1: look. <laughs> hopefully, he go stream one of my songs, man.
0: Hey, look. You know what would be funny if... He have your posters up in the Airbnb, so when people come rent his Airbnb, out is like a, b- about that. a bunch of box hungry Genius I thought about that. I thought about that. I just ain't had
1: a QR code on it, so they could scan it <laughs> when they come in there. But that's a good idea. I need to. I need to write
0: it down. Make it like an Airbnb tour. Yeah. And just leave and like pay them know. something to just keep that in there. Yeah. And keep. It ain't got to be forever. Just, you know, couple couple of months. Just keep yeah. it in there because yeah. you know. And that'll help. Nah, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you you also, I think you told me you were recently nominated for like an award too? Yeah, the
1: Southern T Music Awards. I wasn't able to make it because we still was in Biloxi. Um, I forgot the guy that actually um, won. Shout out to him. But I just was blessed to even be nominated. The lady called me. I'm like, I was nominated? How did I get nominated? She was like, you had to have 50 people to at least... Uh, uh, inquire about you For you even Become a nominee So I'm like Man I appreciate Those people Yeah. Uh, and it's heavily Based in Lafayette area So I was on the ballot With a lot of Lafayette 33337 area Co-artists And I just was grateful Man that helped Raise my profile I've heard about That award show So yeah that's cool man. Yeah How it's dope They get, need to check it out Get nominated
0: In a whole Another city I was like
1: Okay man Hey God I see what you're doing <laughs> So I was I'm, I'm grateful for them Shout out to uh, Destiny She's the one that's over it
0: Okay Now You know I I kind of put you out there When I said You know You would always bring up The table talk to me Correct But I always bring up ice. So When this new album coming Right <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Um
1: Soon I got the No Crumbs On the table album Okay uh, The last time we talked I had dropped Pandemic pressure The mixtape Right, mix right. Um, So I'm in album mode now So it's totally different Than mixtape mode Um, Mixtape mode I'm still writing You know um, The bars are still witty But when I'm in album mode Every song gotta feel Like an album cut to me You know what I'm saying Right So it ain't just bars And catchy hooks It's uh, more songs with substance You know Where you could play it Front to back And you like Man this one This one of the ones This one of the ones So um, right now We in the final stages of it And I keep trying Not to listen to beats Because okay. every time I listen to a new track I write a new song And then I replace A song on it So it's like These need to be the songs And you just need to go Record them And get it
0: out the way Now what are you gonna do With songs you replace now Are you gonna put Like an appetizer out For the songs Didn't make the album Or something Yeah I'm there sorry. you go No did you I, done it Did I Did I jump in your mouth ma-
1: you right just quick. jumped You see how I smile So <laughs> I'm
0: doing So playing off My
1: record label name Hungry Boy Records And then my rap name Box the Hungry Genius When I put out EPs They are gonna be like appetizers Right And then the full album Will be a full course meal um, when I go in these cities I don't even do Meet and greets I call them eating greets So I'm playing Off mm. of everything From a marketing Standpoint of Hungry and eating gotcha. So yeah An EP would be like What, what six songs Or yeah, something like, like that songs. That's an appetizer But this is gonna be A full album This would be my r- First album Under my record label 100% independent Me dropping it Myself You know what I'm saying Okay now I know You adding and subtracting But how many tracks Can we kind of expect From you At least 10 okay. Now I know This the new era So everybody not really listening to 18 or 21 songs unless they got a built-in fan base that's going to listen to everything, and I do have a fan base like that, but uh, no more than about 12, um, at least 10. Cause don't been, sleep on the 10. I mean, Illmatic was only nine songs. Okay, so nine. So I, t- For some reason, for the past year and a half, I've been seeing 10-10, so I just like, man, I might go with 10. But, 10 uh, sounds like a good number, though. But it's so many dope records, and I—I'm one of the martyrs. I got to live life and write, so I didn't—I didn't experience a lot since the last time we um, talked. So I—I I had a lot to write about. So I want to put—I want to put 18 on there, but I'm not gonna do that. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> and so, what—what what made you kind of go with the title? You know, no crumbs left on the table. Like I know, like you've been—you've been hashtagging that and putting that out there, really pumping it. But like, what goes into the mindset of of that title? No, you just said it. No crumbs on the table It's more than a campaign, it's a mindset.
1: And I got to give kudos to my, my dog, my promoter, and my role manager, Tony Knuckles. I think he started saying it first, so we started saying together it don't even matter, but, like, he started championing that he has a, a brand called Trench Work. So when we in the trenches and we touching these kids, and, and well, that didn't sound right, but we, you know, we kissing the babies and hugging the people, right? Um, we call it Trench Work, and then it kind of just evolved to no crumbs left on the table, meaning we maximizing every opportunity, we we turning over every rock, we calling every phone number back, um, and we basically we hungry and, and we greedy, you know. So yeah. and it became a mindset. Um, when we started off as a campaign, and then it just took on a mind of its own. I just started saying, if it's truly going to be no crumbs left on the table, I need to be on the offense. So I need to call these podcasts, and I need to call these club owners and say, hey, man, let's do a door deal. I need to create the momentum right. um, so I can come back around, you know.
0: Now, this kind of I'm, – I'm trying to frame this correctly. Okay. And because you, you you you've you known me long enough to know my, my brain is wired yeah. a bit differently. Definitely. <laughs> but this is this is something I've I've been seeing, and I kind of take I kind of take issue with it. Okay. Why is it that DJs hmm. in this city hmm. seem to not be doing their job? And what I mean by that is... Gonna ask, be specific, but- <laughs> I'm going to be very specific. That, that, And I'm not saying all of them. Right. But there's a a nice, large... It's, it's more of them not doing their job than the ones that are doing their job. And what I mean by that is a DJ is not only supposed to, you know, keep the event moving, keep the party going and all that, but DJs are supposed to break artists. Mm. They're supposed to introduce the crowd and the audience to new... Music, right? But every time I go out, every time I go to an event, they're playing the same old, same old. Wow! And I want to know, you know, you, you got a whole ode to the DJ. Blaming on the DJ, it on the DJ, DJ. is it's, it's giving it up for the DJ. Great segue. But I feel <laughs> like, I feel like they're not doing. The majority of them don't do their job because I go to these events, right? And you know I'm there, and I can be there for from the start of the event to the end of the event. You know, a lot of times if I'm out at events, you know, I'm filming or whatever right, too. Correct. So you, you know, working, but you're hearing the music as you work. I, and, and I'm, and, but that also means that I'm there for extended period of time. Correct. They're not playing new music, and this city has a plethora of talent. Facts. And it's a diverse amount of talent too. It's not just one genre. Right. Yes why why do you you know, so i'm asking you because i know you know you're out there this this is right. your lane right what 's up with that what 's up with d j s not doing their job and man. I'm framing it like that. You, these are my opinions. Box right. did not say that y'all are not right, doing y'all right. job. D- I Disclaimer, said, don't get me blackballed. I said that a lot of plate. y'all are not doing y'all job because no. I should be hearing blaming on the DJ on a lot of, at a lot of these parties. I should be hearing, right. you know, some headband BZ and some and some Johnny hustle, and I should be hearing some free thinkers. Shout out to my dog. Shout out to the free thinkers. Yeah, like so, but do you, you see how I just craw- like the free thinkers are completely different from a headband. Oh, right correct But it's all bad rules and it's showing the diversity of what we have right but the, you know i'm going to these events and i'm not hearing these artists man and and and, and i think about <laughs> new york right you go to new york correct there's a reason why pop smoke was so popular in new york before everybody else heard about him because them djs would they don't mind breaking their artists they champion the, they you ain't gonna hear them. dave east nowhere else but you'll hear him in new york at least right so why why are DJs feel like they and again this is my opinion that y'all a lot of y'all right. not doing y'all job, right. but why why do why do I feel like that? Dude? Why do you feel like why do okay, I feel like that? I'm gonna like tell that.
1: you. So I'm not gonna give you a politically correct answer. You know, I'm gonna be straightforward. Thank it's, you. It's, it's multiple reasons. is basically like if you had a uh, raft in the water, there's so many holes in it, right? Mm-hmm. So the number one thing is, let's talk about the business side. Okay. You know, there's DJs who want to break artists, but they might be in a specific club every week where the club owner is saying, the club owner has the thumb on the DJ. Okay. So they're saying, man, if you start trying to break these new artists, it makes the crowd want to leave, and if the crowd want to leave, we lose money. Right. So play the records that you know they're going to like, so people could keep buying drinks and they can stay in the club so you got the DJs that want to break the artists but also this is how they feed their family by being in in front of these same amount of people every week and they don't they're scared to take that chance because they'll lose their um, weekly gig and spot right so that's one way you can look at it then on another side from an artist standpoint the artists got to still build relationships with the DJs because it is a lot of talented artists, and the approach be wrong. Hey, man, I'm the sickest in the city. Play my record. Mm-hmm. they not showing up at the club early, introducing themselves proper etiquette. They don't have to send out what's called DJ service packs, which is the radio version, the dirty version, the eight-bar intro, the instrumental, all of that. So that turns DJs off completely. So they going to rock with the artists who do come correct. you know. And then you have uh, some DJs that don't focus on... Breaking artists, they got some DJs that are just into themselves. They have created their own brand. It's like, hey, you gonna have to get my attention for me to break you. I'm not, I'm not, you know, finna come and reach out to you. So and then you got egos now. So you know, one thing I learned about the DJs, I love all I of them and they rock with me. I build real genuine relationships with them. But most DJs have egos. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey by them having egos what might work for this DJ it might be a simple call hey how you doing man you been all right this other DJ might want want you to follow him to 6 of his events and buy him 5 drinks at each of the event and 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 shout him out and want you to do a mixtape with him and everything just for him to say i'll play your record right. so um, you know, the thing that I learned is building the relationships with them, but stand, still stand true to myself. But to answer your question, it's so many, it's so many reasons. It's, I mean, in this market, they have DJs that do break artists. Right, the right. veteran DJs, the DJ Bibles, the DJ Incredibles, you know what I'm saying? And the the, the other uh, aspiring young uh, DJs that's on the rise to be big, the DJ Blacks, the DJ Is's, the Go DJs, uh, the Fleet DJs, shout out, I can't name everybody, but Um, I don't know, man, you, you go to these events and it's more safe to play the songs that you know, the people, um... You know Want to listen to And you gotta think about The ego of the DJ again If I start trying to Break this artist And the people looking like Man who this is He playing nine You don't want nobody Saying you a whack DJ Right So it's an art To breaking an artist too It's an art to breaking an artist And then it's an art To breaking a song You know So I done seen DJs Break a song You know They they might play the song A little bit at the beginning Of the night where people right. buying the drinks Then a little bit in the middle Then at the end Then some DJs Want money They won't pay older, You know what I'm saying So it's all of them I just named. Glad is you brought up Payola. Is reasons. You know what I'm saying. There's no one. is no one answer I can give you. But those are some of the top key
0: ones. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up Payola um, because I was actually. And I think you were. You were in on the conversation. Right. Um, we were on the set of cocktails and. Uh, we were speaking with uh, Amber Jules. Yeah, shout out to Amber Jules. Yeah. very, very talented man. And you, you and her both. You know, she she inquired. She was like, you know, so I didn't pay to come and perform on this show because on cocktails we had a segment where you know we got live performances coming in. Correct. And she's like, I didn't pay to be on here. So how are y'all doing this? And I said. The way that it's supposed to be done. Right. It's a television show. You're not. The, you're not supposed to be paying. Right. For exposure in that respect, because if you, if, if if you're on TV, if you're a host, mm-hmm. or if you're a podcast person, or if you're a DJ, right, you're in the position to be a tastemaker. Mm-hmm. So if I know that you're only playing this because someone paid you. That means your musical ear, your musical eye, your your eye for talent, right, is not wasn't used for that. Correct. I you DJ. just got money for it. Right. So it's a paid advertisement at that point. Right. So, but we trust our DJs. We trust so how our. how authentic hosts. is it at that point? Exactly. It's not authentic at all. So if if we're on a set of cocktails and Cornet comes out like oh that was the best song I ever heard right and you slid a $50 to say it (laughs) you know for me that that cheapens the brand of the the the, tastemaker of the host of the DJ of that right so that's why you know when I when I ask you know why they're not doing their jobs or why do I feel they're not doing their jobs that's what I mean because you're in a position to be a tastemaker and you're in a position to enter. that's what we That's where we're going to you. Correct. So we can hear the next thing, the new thing. Right. And I feel like we've gotten into this rut where it's just, let's just keep doing, like you said, the safe thing. Let's just keep doing the same old, same old. But Mm -hmm. then when the person blows up, we want to take ownership of it. We want to say, hey, they from Baton Rouge. Correct. Oh, man, we we didn't, like... You know, I will give it up to the
1: veteran DJs who set the foundation, especially the go DJs in Baton Rouge. They've been doing a hell of a job um, with their once a month event, where they're where they're bridging the gap between the artists, the producers, and the DJs. So. And,
0: and let me say this too: I'm not trying to be for DJs. All right? I don't need y'all <laughs> running up on me, hitting me with turntables. No, don't beat in my the street dog, man. Up. But no, hopefully I'm this conversation, to pump gas
1: and y'all throw a record at me or something. No, no, this this conversation, hopefully when they see it, you know, can make some of the DJs that don't break the artist, say, man, well, how can I do that? And unfortunately, the game just didn't change, but the artists are coming into the game about the bag. So now it makes the DJs feel like, well, if you're if you, if it's all about the bag, then I'm going to be about the bag. So it's it's a standoff. So hence, you know, plugging a song, blaming on the DJ, one of the main reasons why I created the record outside of just, it was a, a regular, it was a banger, you know, it was, I had to go back and do my research and see that the DJ was more important than the artist back then. Yeah. It was um, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, yeah, Eric the, B and Rock. you know what out, I'm saying? The, 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 the Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince album, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Right. I didn't know that. So yeah. I, when I came into the rap game as a young man. The rapper was more important than everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even though we got paid the less amount of money. But the DJ at one point used to everybody used to come see the DJ and the MC could just happen to rap. The
0: rapper was like the side piece. I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. When I when I found that out and I just had a genuine—the um, DJs years ago just started genuinely rocking with me, like, we want to see you win. Um, and I went and did the research. I'm like, now nah, I need to pay homage back to them. How can I pay homage back to the DJs but also make the club move? Right. And that's how I Blame It on the DJ uh, came about. So, you know, it is DJs that's breaking artists, and it's DJs that's not. The best thing I could tell anybody watching is that if they're artists— you just build relationships with everybody and let the chips fall where they fall. Because all it takes is one DJ with, or a couple of DJs with influence that say, we finna get behind this record right. or get behind this artist, and you out of here. And the DJs that's not breaking you as an artist, when your song get hot from the other DJs, it's going to make it to that DJ database, and they ain't going to have no choice but to play the record because every other DJ around them is, you know, is breaking the record. But... If I know that you wasn't breaking me in the beginning, yeah, if you call me for a show, it's going to have to be for a price. Mm -hmm. But a a DJ that didn't broke me or DJs that's been playing, it's going to be discounted or whatever you need me to do, I'm pulling up, I got you. When I dropped blaming on the DJ, a lot of DJs, of course, was like, Boss, can you come do a, a... Sweet 16 for my niece or graduation party, man. No questions asked. I'm there. You know what right. I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I, I I believe some DJs aren't breaking artists, but I just focus on the ones that do, and I build relationships with everybody else.
0: But I have no smoke with the DJs, so I don't I don't want no real smoke. God He's is good. good. I I just I just want. <laughs> that was a question that had been burning my head, which leads me to another question. Okay. Because we 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 talked about the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We talked about club owners and venue owners, but. I have this thing Where you know I felt like all of us Should have learned About the circle of life A long time ago mm. We all, we all the, Everybody saw The Lion King Right Yes It's a circle of life Right Right Everything feeds everything So you have the artist Right You have the DJ And you also have The promoters mm. Now I, I got a little issue With the promoters too I'm sorry man okay. I invited you, you, you on the show To have he a place with the straight BS today Alright Alright where This wheres table talk I'm gonna put some smoke In here or something Okay Hey man Go to So my issue with promoters now is mm-hmm. they will book, you know, out of town artists, big artists, and which they're supposed to. Right. Circle of life says get the artists that are from the area too to not open up. N- to open up. And this is this isn't just a, a give, like, oh, we're just gonna give it to you. No, no, no. I'm talking about the people who are really doing the work and are talented. Not just doing the work, but are talented. Correct. So, like you were saying, how you know, send the DJs the clean version, this and that. We see you. You're always out and about. Excuse but me. also, mm-hmm. you're talented. Well, I appreciate that. Why are we not getting artists like you and, you know... Uh, Fluff and Fluff and, 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 right. and, and Hustle and Yo, these artists who we know. Fluff and Hustle, man. Right. I, I was just listening to her album today, actually, and I mean, it's...
1: I haven't put it in yet. So, Fluff, by the time this come out, I've been inherited by... I, I'm three songs in, I'm like, this girl is talented. Very. The but, first time, Segway, I mean, not Segway, <laughs> but Sidebar, like, the first time I literally seen her perform, everybody in the club put out their phones like she... Instant star. I asked how long she had been doing music. She said three years. I was like,
0: "What?" Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Fluff, man. She she has a a presence about her. Yes, she had. She has the factor Yeah, but, but I I, I see. You know, like when when these larger artists come in, like the promoter can book an artist from the area is just like an opening act. Right. I feel like you do that. Number one, that that builds a relationship with that artist because now if that's the that that could be the key factor in that artist's career that catapults them to the next level right if you're intricate in doing that now when that artist is on this level it's easier for you to then book them to come to to perform for whatever event you got yes two if you help raise that artist's profile you know say you get booked to open up you know, for some major artist or whatever that sounds to a major like, label, yeah, yo, yeah. you can then use that in your resume in your portfolio. So now, when you're getting booked for shows, you can say, "I've opened up for this artist. That I've been on the same stage. This artist. Like these mm-hmm. are the shows I perform. You know. You see, my name is right there on the Jeezy." Correct. Correct. So now that that raises, raises your profile. that raises your stock. Correct. Your stock goes up. So now other promoters in other cities and other states see that, and it's like, hey, who's that guy that that opened up for you? Let's get him. Or the artist that you open up yourself. Yes. They might take note and say, hey, I dug your performance, man. Look, I got three shows close to this area. I want you to open up. And that's what's been happening to me. Artists see me perform in other markets and be like,
1: I got something in Atlanta or something, man. Come out there. Come right with
0: me. Right. So it opens up opportunities. Correct. But that feeds the circle of life. Because Mm -hmm. the promoter, what you do today for this artist, might come back tenfold for you in three months. Facts. It happens that fast. Facts. Why are some promoters not doing that? In in a similar fashion, I asked the, the okay. previous question, but and again, I asked you... Why are they know, not showing... And let me make
1: sure I'm hearing you right. So why are they not taking the artist from the hometown, you're saying, and when
0: a big artist come in, have them open up for that artist? Right. And like I said, it's, it's, I'm not saying it like, you know, do this charity work. Right. I'm saying... If you're a promoter, the same as a DJ, you should have your finger on the pulse of, the, yeah. of what's hot. You know, I was, I'm going to be honest with you. I was disappointed when I saw the lineup for Boosie Bash. Mm. Because you got all these artists, and this is a Baton Rouge event. You're a Baton Rouge superstar. You know you. Everybody knows Boosie, right? Correct. Shout out Boosie, man. Why were, there no art, why were there no artists from the area that are currently not signed to a major? Let me, let me make the distinction. Right. Because I had this conversation with someone else before. They were like, oh, well, you know, wasn't Fredo bang on I'm like, he signed to a major. Correct. I'm talking about the artists that are here in the trenches. Correct. Doing the trench work. Correct. Who are building their brand. Their, and we see the growth. Right. Why were they not included in that? And again, this, it's not about charity work. It's right. about feeding the circle of life of what we call entertainment. Because if we raise the stock of our own artists in this city that raises the stock of all your events as well, too. Correct. Think about this. If your stock is raised more than what it is right now. Right. Even though, you know, you're still here. You're not backed by a major. Right. But let's say your stock just gets risen a little bit more. Yep. Now, we don't have to always get get these larger artists from outside and pay these exuberant fees. Correct. If you got a superstar right here. Correct. So now, it saves the promoter money. It does. If, if we've helped build you up. You're basically saying, like, the champion,
1: who's champion, um, you know, the hungry artist that's that's in the trenches, like you say. And to piggyback off what you said about the Boosie situation, two things: relationships and business. Man, one thing that I do not lose sight of every day when I'm in this as much as I love doing music, this is a business. And it and it started to become more about a hustle. So for for a boost example, I don't know his business, but I do know that, you know, for the most part, if he didn't if you didn't have a relationship with him, he said, Boom, you're on my ticket, I'ma let you utilize my platform, you had to pay to open up, you know, so Hey, I need to get my money back from, you know, uh, putting on this event or whatever. Or the funds could go, whatever. That's his business. But my thing is... If you're setting up the mini dog, come on now. Hey, it's relationships. That's why I say the I, relationship I, I, I get to that get you too, on stage or the business, or are you paying
0: to get you on stage? I get that too, but okay. How many times have you been on social media and you see a celebrity and they're like in a different city, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing they want to do? Hey, y'all, what's what's the best place to eat here in Correct. this city? They want to tap in. They want to tap in. Right. Why are they not tapping in in that same aspect? That's that's my question. You When you right. go to these different cities, you're asking, okay, where's the best club to go to? Right. The restaurants. Right. Where can I get some clothes? Because I want to feed back into that ecosystem that's there. Correct. But yet, you're not feeding back into the industry that you're in. That, now, that's a question you have to ask them, you know what I'm saying? Um- well, I'm I'll, asking your opinion on it now right. because I know you can't answer for them. Right, but right. I'm saying you know with, and it's not even the artist's job to do that. But I'm saying the promoters and the DJs. It goes back to that too. Correct. Again, I don't don't throw a turntable at me. Don't, <laughs> don't hit me with a flyer. Don't hit me with a club flyer. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to come out and on my car. You didn't. You didn't spell it out. You know, die, die with flyers <laughs> on my on my car. Like, but these are questions that I feel like need to be asked and put out there because more and more i'm seeing like you know we're constantly propping this up propping it. and it, it goes not even for the music industry too i mean right for the entertainment industry you know baton rouge you know will we'll book a comedian from new orleans at five different venues within three weeks of itself mm. But then you've got comedians right here that you won't say, let me include this in that show too. I have them opening up on the ticket or My something My question like is, that. are New Orleans promoters booking Baton Rouge comics? Shh. The way New, no. Baton Rouge promoters are booking New Orleans comics? No,
1: no. We know that. We know that Or that's we just day. wave riding. That's a great question. That's why I always tell people, bro, that's why I champion. Bet on yourself because what you're basically saying is no one is coming to save you, right? So no. it's like... I gotta if if I want this type of like you say I gotta go to this in my in my mind okay if if I want to be a part of the boosted badge if I ain't getting no call I need to make some calls or right. I need to go out there because that's just my thought process process because I can't let it come to me but piggybacking off what you said it makes a lot of sense why the promoter is not going take the hungry artist that should be on the stage just as much as our other local talent that is buzzing right. That, I really don't know, but all I can really, my opinion is, it's still a business. Hey, man, you either you could pay, either you haven't gotten yourself hot enough to me to where I can call your phone, which means I need to work hard as an artist, or number two, you need to pay for this performance slot so I can know that you got some skin in the game, and I can know you serious, and then maybe I'll start calling you back down the line. But what I tell people is to build their own, because at the end of the day, if you build your own and you create an undeniable following, the. Phone got to start ringing. So then it gets to the point, and me and Jules talked about this a while back. She was like, I think one time she told me, she, I heard her telling the DJ, she was like, uh, man, sometimes you just need that right cosign or something like that. And I said, yeah. But I say, also, I say, man, you want to make yourself so relevant to where when people put on events it's disrespectful if your name don't come up in the mm-hmm. conversation so whether they get, I get a I get a call or not is I'm putting together this show man you know we got a call box we need to throw box on there. Man, an artist finna do a song, man. You know you need to get boxed on a feature. You just be everywhere and you be so undeniably good and you bring more value to the point that it's to the point that it's disrespectful if they don't even bring your name up in a the convo, they don't bang your line, somebody not speaking of your name in a room. That's just how I, I perceive it. So, okay. I would have loved to have been on the boosted badge, but I didn't get a call. I know I've been working. So in my mind, I take that as, hey, I could have made a few calls and got on there. I probably would have had to pay. But if I wanted to come from it being earned, then, hey, I need to put in a little bit more work because that means maybe I didn't go under the attention of the people that thought that this dude need to be on the stage. You know what I'm saying? But I've always just kept my head down, and I've always worked and everything that I eventually wanted, I, I attracted it. And it's, it feels much better when you earn it that way. So I'm for the underground artists. I, man, I you can ask a lot of artists in Bad Box be calling me. I mentor a lot of artists. Because the people that you ask them why these things are not happening, I try to be this for... The, the hungry starving artists like myself. So I'm calling artists saying, "Man, I just heard that record you perform another day. That's the one. That's the hit. You put your money behind it. Yeah. I don't know if nobody else telling you that. Hey, man, look, I seen you perform like this at the showcase the other day. Outside of the showcase, you need to be kind of setting up some more stuff so you don't just depend on the show, showcase promoters, things like that. So I try to be for some of this this area in this region what I see that other people aren't doing or, or you know they just not paying attention to when it comes to us because the starving artists will continue to starve if they don't know that it's a business and you gotta build relationships with this stuff you know what I'm saying but I think you I I think you more you more on the the nostalgia the old school of hey man if a promoter a promoter's supposed to do their job if you see good talent your job is to go promote it hey a DJ if you hear a great record or you see an artist with star potential like a fluff or something like you're supposed to go break that artist but I think that's the
0: old way of how they do things. Now it's not like that, at I least not in this market. I'll say this: I wouldn't hmm. even classify it as an old way. I'll say that it's the right way, and the Correct. right way is being overshadowed by. Yeah, no. So I didn't mean to say, old way, the now, now mean to say way, the, the right and, way, and and I say this, and and let me say this too: um, I'm not just griping about something, right? Because. We've actually done something about it. This is why we started Friday Night Flows. Correct. It highlights the artists because I can remember a time where the radio station here would play artists from the area mixed in with national artists. Correct. And that doesn't happen anymore because it's it got you know it's no cor- longer locally yeah, cor- owned and operated. Yeah, it's taken over. Right. So okay, so I, you know what we saw you know with Mad Game is okay. How can we fill that void because the artist is looking for a way to get more validity in their art. Correct. And the way to do that is to get someone to play you, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just upload your music because that's something that you can do. But the way that you can lend a little bit more validity to these artists is to give them a platform. Yes. So that's why I put up my own money on production, right. and we did Friday Night flows as a way to try to highlight these artists. Your video got a lot of play, man. I we, appreciate we, we it. We play your video. Thank you so much. But but that so so you
1: controlling your own narrative though you you, you and, create, and that's that's dope. And that's you what we have to do. Platform, you that's know what I'm saying? When you control your own narrative, so
0: yeah. So I don't want like people that. to think I'm just up here just having a gripe session with Box. No, I actually did something about it too. I just want everyone to do something better. Like just be the best you. Right. Be 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 better than what the now is. Right. It doesn't have to be an antiquated way of how we do things. It's just the right way. Some things, some things never age out. Right. It's a it's a right way to do things, and then it's the microwave way that we're doing things.
1: And I think it's, it goes back to one word that I always stand on leadership. You know, is people sitting down having these tough conversations, saying what can we do um, to make this, the infrastructure of the music scene in Baton Rouge different we have a lot of artists like you say that aren't just street artists we just they make a plethora of music with different type of sounds and vibes but we're all not on the same page in terms of Uh, Like what we always use Like in Atlanta When Atlanta know that This is the next artist To come out of here They champion that artist Right You know what I'm saying They Um, get behind them In this city That is not so You know it's every man For themselves If we're gonna just be Totally transparent So And I do think so To go back what you said earlier That also might be a reason When our artists make it out They like Ain't nobody do that for me Right So I ain't So I ain't You know what I'm saying And and I'm not I'm not with that thought process, process, but I understand that. Right. So it's like, man, you weren't out there when I was, you know, doing the open mics, when I was passing out the flies, when I was asking people to champion me. So I had to create my own way. So now I get on, you want me to turn around and leave the door open for you. So you got artists that feel, too. If I had to get it out the mud, you got to earn your stripes, too. And I don't see nothing wrong with that, so I don't even let it bother me. I just get up every day knowing that I just need to go ahead and earn my stripes and, and just and keep pushing,
0: you know? I feel that, but it's also like an abuse uh, mindset, you know? Somebody got abused, and then they, they go abuse somebody else. And that's hence that's why I do
1: um, help out as many people as I can. I only could be the change that I want to see. Right. You know, um, rest in peace, j Dirty. You know, shout out to Chantel on the track. You know, Big J, um, DJ Renee. All these people have touched my life, my life, and mentored me in this business. And um, you know, I they had their own things going on. So they was able to give me gems in passing. J Dirty would give me a lot of gems while he was pushing down bad and while he was managing Mr. Kane and, and, and Scotty Kane and, and you know and them. And then I have DJ Renee. She was working with a lot of other artists when I met her. And then, you know what I'm saying, DJ Earl was the first DJ to start mentoring me when I was younger. Mm. So these And he was pushing Kevin Gates. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for these people to stop out of their time and give me the gems as they was building their own infrastructure I'm like okay boom how do you take this and now you don't side with none of these artists and you just try to be the big brother or you try to be the leader that you didn't have all the way every day for them you know what I'm saying Right. and that that has nothing to do with me that's all God he just put that on me because I didn't like the fact that you know um, some of these artists didn't know their way But they just needed some guidance. So I I don't know why our industry is like that, talking about Baton Rouge, but I just try to be the example when I'm out and about and hopefully – each one teach one. You know, somebody can rise up and say, well, is doing something totally different. He is leaving the door open. When I'm going out of town, I'm calling these artists back and these promoters that's hungry, and I'm saying, hey, man, I just did a show here. I'm going to give you the club on owner number. Maybe you can come back up here and you run your own show. Right. And, and, it, and I don't want no money. It's just more of a sowing the seed thing. Circle so I, of life. It, th- that's what I'm saying. So it, it takes somebody kicking it off to sow the seed and say, man, I'm going to be the change. So that's that's what I've been
0: trying to do man as I, I build my own you know definitely applaud that effort definitely applaud that and and I can say this too you are probably one of the most positive people I that, I, that, that I ever interact with like cause you always you always enjoy what you do you always yep. got a smile on your face and you always the conversation with you was always you listening right? and then you like cool let me slide this to you too then right and it's always <laughs> an exchange i'm like man that is so it's always an awesome conversation with I you man so it, it's bro. it's it's always great uh um, wise. um we got to get into a few hip hop questions man man i'm with it bro okay i'm okay. with it so we going we going we going we going to start locally first okay let's Ex- go excluding yourself okay okay give me your top 5 BR rappers that everyone should know about now it ain't got we ain't talking about the legends I'm talking about the the ones that are active right now who are five BR artists that everyone should know about right now mm. I know this is I put you on the spot okay it's almost uh, like that that show where they they eating the wings and, and you just gotta that they should know about that they that everyone um, should know about there's a talented young man that DJ be real
1: uh has been working with and also my producer Carter Boy Fresh been working with named Dubanz. Bands is very talented. Young man. He come from the trenches but his song structure how he write he's young but he has a lot of wisdom in his song. So I would say Dubanz and this is no particular order. Um, obviously we didn't say we didn't promote the hell out of you fluff. So uh, <laughs> definitely definitely fluff. Um, um, sh- bro. T.G. Comics you know what I'm saying. Um, that little dude He just, when I sat down one day and listened to what he was saying, because he really, yeah, with the, yeah, with most of his songs. But when I listened to his wordplay, I'm like, he really could rap rap. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a lyricist. He could rap. Um, So I would say TG Comics, too. Um, Number four, man, this is... I know it's hard, ain't it? This is crazy. Uh, You said top five that they need to know about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know... uh, and we talking rapping Or we talking singing
0: Are you talking about artists Or are you just talking about rapper? From, from Cause Baton Cause I didn't name rapper so far You have From, from Bad Rouge I tell you um, what we'll, we'll just say artists We'll just okay. say artists Number four would be Um Porter Boy Porter Boy is very talented mm, Porter R&B. yes R&B singer But he man I remember once. when he ventured off Into doing more of the rap I was like What you doing man You got Right You got a voice What are you you talking about You're gonna rap Like no That that dude is Extremely Extremely talented Yeah Um, Porter boy
1: Number four And then number five Man um, Can I do an honorable mention too
0: Yes you can We'll we'll let you get a six man Off the bench Okay good So
1: number five I would would say Amber Jules Not only because she's talented But she has a hell of a work ethic You know and she's serious, and she she reminds me so much of me in terms of she's not going to put the music out, and th- she's going to go with her own plan when she do everything. Mm. Um, and she asks those business questions. She's she inquisitive, she's a thinker, and she gives a dope performance. And the honorable mention, I'm going to bring it to the home team. Uh, my dog and my uh, producer, Carter Bart Fresh, he, he can sing, he can write, he produces like no other, but his melodies and his harmonies and... Man, he's different, so you know.
0: Very interesting. Very okay, well, you know, I, I and there's way
1: more artists than that I rock with, so don't kill me. Shout out Big Dude, shout out but he put me on the spot. But I it's, did, it's I way did. more it's man, it's way more hungry artists than that, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Okay, okay, yeah. V- very solid list, very solid list. Nah. Right. Give me your cause I think last time we talked about this, but oh, I know man. even with me, sometimes mine shifts a little bit and changes. Okay. Give me a top five hip-hop artists. Okay, Solo. solo. Rich Homie Quan. Okay. Uh, rich Homie My
1: Dog. Uh, s- fab. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit newer. Joiner Lucas. Okay. And then we got two more, right? Mm-hmm. Young Dro.
0: Ah, okay. And I'm always keep tipping though. All right, okay. And yeah. you kept you kept it solidly, almost solidly southern. Correct. Where's John Lucas from? No, no, New York. Yeah. John Lucas is New York. Okay. So, yeah, but you majority was southern. southern. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. This is the thing that always kills me too. Even and when Fab is New York, is New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, majority well, southern though. So. Correct, correct. I, I, man, no, I love them This is what always kills me though, like even like when you know like in the 90s early 2000s you know they would always sleep on the lyricism that was coming out the south right you know and i think it's because mainly because our production was just different our production really knock but you can't sleep on the lyricism Mm. when i think about southern lyricists you know who i think about i think about eight ball and mjg correct people sleep on that but they would have layered lyrics, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you just say that? Like, that's amazing. Right. You know, you listen to somebody like a Bun B. Right. You know, everybody says, you know, three stacks. Three three stacks, stacks. is, stacks is stacks. that, but we can't forget about Big Boy. No, we can't. Big Boy, Big Boy can rap rap. Right. And I mean, like, there was a time that Big Boy was... Right. Looked at up here before you looked at three stacks. Correct, correct. You know. Then three stacks just went into another stratosphere. He did, um,
1: but I think there's a difference between being a hell of a lyricist and then also being able to be a hell of a lyricist and a songwriter. True. You know what I'm saying because I, you can some artists can only give you a dope verse,
0: but they can't structure a record. I call, to say, I, call say their life. I call it the Cassidy curse. Hmm. Okay. Call it the Cassidy Curse. Explain what that means. You know, Cassidy, even when he was, you know, affiliated with Rough Riders and Swiss Beats and all that, he the was... full surface, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would always... He... Sharp lyricism. Yes. Can't nobody name not one Cassidy song. <laughs> Go ahead. Na- name a Cassidy song.
1: Uh, well, I ain't, I ain't gonna stunt on no Cass. You know, you got the six minutes, then you had to come to my hotel, then you had to... A.M. to the P.M. I'm a hustler. Okay, you know, so I, I used to, you know, I, I used to listen to Cass right, but anything after that original album, because he because he, he's put out more albums since then. Oh, that was of on that first F. Of no, of course. Yes. you know what I'm saying. Yes. So it's, it's
0: And I, I, I ain't poking Cassidy at Cassidy. But you but say the
1: Cassidy effect, yeah. but 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 like I I I guess I'm saying I have more of an appreciation for artists, even though I'm a lyricist. But when you have lyricism and you can actually write a record. Mm-hmm. Meaning the you know what I hate, bro? I hate hearing a song where the verses have nothing to do with the hook. I hate that too. I hate that with a passion. You know, I don't care how when Wayne started doing that, he lost me. You know
0: what I'm saying? Shout out to Wayne. I'm but glad it, you said that because people get mad at me when I say this, but listen man, we keep putting Wayne in this goat talk. <laughs> well Wayne is in the goat talk, but he lost I don't me when know about that Wayne peaked years ago. No, Wayne is in the goat talk. If we talking about just rapping, but we talking about overall artist, artistry, oh, come on, putting on songs. And all right. So, so, and I, I know I'm gonna get some flack for this. Who would you the top man. three goats? Top three goats, like of all time? No, in the past. Because yeah, that's hard in to the do past twenty years. In the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ooh, put me on the spot now, huh? Yeah, you 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 reverse the game yeah. on me. You because you, cause you I, was I waiting, you you in was the waiting box. me to step in I this. I box one.
1: put you in the box. You gotta put Wayne in top three goat in the past twenty years. It's no way you can't. And I'm gonna let you slide with your boy Jay because I know you got
0: Jay Z in one of the slides I'm gonna put Rick Ross in there. Okay, and we talking in the last twenty years. You gotta put last Ross 20. in there. So would you Ross. say Ross, Wayne, and M?
1: Nope. Nope. I mean, no, not Ross, Wayne, and M. Would you say Wayne, Jay, and
0: Ross? I'm going to say Ross.
1: You don't want to let Wayne get that spot, man. See how you stunned on Wayne?
0: Roy? Well, no, look, because, no, this <laughs> is the thing, too, because we say saying the last 20 years, Jay is, has been active the last 20 years, but not solidly active. So I was actually going to exclude Jay okay and who would you that replace surprised with? You didn't. it did it surprised man because you <laughs> are a jay stan he's a jay
1: <laughs> stan and watch this i'm 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 a, a wayne fan but not as big as i used to be because he just went into a whole different wayne could rap about skateboarding shooting your mom upside the head and eating vagina all in one verse and i'm like bro of course we want some type of validity but I'm like I know you're not doing
0: Okay, that. I'm I'm behind with you. You you want to know when when I'm not going to say I have my feel because I still listen to Wayne. I'm not you know I'm not a Wayne hater. But see when you but- listen to Wayne
1: now, we when we listen to Wayne, we don't listen for validity no more. He's proved so much that he's a great rapper to where we're listening to see how dope the verse going to be.
0: I'll say this even even when he was at his peak. He wasn't the best songwriter for me. Really? Why? Wow. It, it was a lot of flow. Like, what is his peak to you? Then uh, maybe I need to ask that. Are you talking about the Carters? He peaked at the Carter Three, and let's be honest, the Carter Three is not the best in the series. Okay. But that's where I he, can I can agree with that, you. That's on where that. he peaked at. Okay. When even if you listen at the first Carter, the song structure was a lot of flow. But it, but like you said. Some of the verses were disconnected. Verse two was disconnected from verse one. He was Correct. just flowing. He exactly. And we were so enamored with, wow, he just snapped on that. We're right. not, we're not paying attention that verse one was about Mother's Day and verse two was about World War Five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, And we're like, whoa, whoa, first of all, world, there was never right. a World War Five, once, Wayne.
1: Once, what are we once talking about? Lost, once he got into that, Wayne, it was just like, okay, you a pop star to me. You just. I'll, I'll check you out on features and things like that. I still
0: listen to artists. I feel like Wayne oversaturated himself. Okay. I the the rules that. of supply and demand apply to everything. Mm.
1: Now I you know, got me thinking I got to go back and take somebody out of my top five. Go go, go, go
0: back and, and check it out. You know who's dope? The game. The game is, his ink
1: pen. As, aside from his... Antics Yes If you take out the game's antics I'm looking at the camera (laughs) The game is one of the best lyricists I've ever heard He is I don't know if you ever He can get on anybody's level He can get in his
0: Chirac bag He can get in his West Coast bag The fact that he can adopt Yes He has a adapt flow A chameleon flow He can You know know the only other person I saw do that well Biggie When Biggie adopted Bone Thugs and Harmony's flow on Notorious Thugs. Okay. I was like, "Wow! Like, did he just do that?" Yes. Game and sounded better at, than them at it. Game can do that. Yes. With an artist, so you are right, and and he deserves his name as being the game. But he's a great songwriter.
1: Like, yes. You can't listen to a full game album and be like, and and you that's how I create albums. My albums have to be cohesive. Yes. So. Yeah, I might have a few songs in there that might be like, okay, he put this on here. But for the most part, you're going to be able to tell I wrote this project in the same mindset throughout however long it took me. It's not going to sound like a mixtape and it's just a scattered records. Mm-hmm. So one thing I like about artists, when they put projects together, they it makes sense. The project makes a whole lot of sense. Like the Jesus piece... Album game put together He referenced on a lot of his hooks God, Jesus, the yeah. Holy the
0: Holy Ghost Which I feel cross. like that was you one of his most solid projects Yes, though.
1: you know what I'm saying So I don't know why I ain't have him in, his, in my top five I was tripping on that But uh, back to what you were saying I still, I think Wayne is solid, If he was to leave today or tomorrow
0: God forbid, you know uh, I mean it's without a doubt not I'm, I'm not going. saying he's not solidified I'm just saying for my For my taste buds Right he peaked a long time ago. I can agree with you on And we've been so enamored with him that we just continue to let him go. I and mean, we give him a pass. The thing is, so in certain people we we have been giving passes to, you know, we let's be honest, we give, we give Wayne a pass okay. for so much. Okay. People gave Kanye a pass for I don't know how many years. It wasn't until recently it was just like, oh, wait a minute. This right. man is off his meds. I'm like, he was off his meds 10 years ago. Y'all just so, caught this? Okay, so watch this. This is my last question. And, and, his, this, and, and let me say this about Kanye. A lot Kanye. of the stuff he says is not false. It's how he wraps the package. Oh, yeah,
1: correct. Man, Kanye, I'm going to be honest, 95% of the things that he said, I believe him. And it, and it makes sense. It's just sense. how he wraps the package. And then he lose you because then he'll go say something crazy like, after he done said like truths for 30 minutes. Straight. Well, it's
0: like, you know, when he when he basically soft shoed in the White House and and told Trump he was his new daddy, I was like, <laughs> and this ain't even no Trump hate. He could have said that to any man. I would have like, what are you talking about? Right. I feel like you're my new daddy. I put this cap on. It's like a. it's like I feel like Superman. It's my cape. Okay, so, when you So do you think that was intentional or he was off I think meds? everything he does is intentional, I'm going be honest with you. When I said off his meds, that was just like a, you know, yeah. a colloquialism. But So you think that everything he's doing is intentional, he's not crazy. No, he's not crazy at all. Okay. I think everything he does is very intentional, deliberate. He knows exactly what he's doing. I do think that. I also do think
1: that um, rest in peace, his mom, I think I think she knew from the Kanye documentary that he was always going to be a kid that was going to cut outside of the lines. Mm-hmm. So she was smart. She just created a boundary around him to where he cut outside. I think of the she lines. was
0: definitely his filter. Correct. I think. I don't even think he would have went the Kar- the Kardashian way. Had his mom I don't, I don't wouldn't have either. But I think you know, what, what, what's the saying? They say money doesn't change you. It just enhances who you really are. Correct. So without his mom in the picture. That's who she was
1: trying to keep him from not becoming full-blown who he is now. There,
0: there was no guardrail. No. The training wheels were off. Off. Go ahead and call outside ride the lines. free. Oh, this man went commando. There was no underwear on. He just Nothing. out there swinging and banging. And everybody
1: else around him depends on him financially. See, your mom, my mama could call me right now no matter how much
0: money. Yeah. And I'm going to Because listen. Cause, cause that's that truth serum. Correct. You know, so but when you got people who are around you and everybody's on your payroll, they're gonna tell you, Oh, yeah, that look, yeah, that's all good. Oh, yeah, you know what? I would wear them back with shoes, man. Oh, yeah, you put out some homeless looking clothing. Yeah, that-
1: <laughs> hey, I think about that all the time. And then one day I decided to think about it, like even with the R. Kelly situation, I'm like, Uh, y'all knew that he was doing this for over 20 30 years, but then when you think about payroll and yeah. you know
0: and the parents let me say this too why are we not holding the parents responsible every we we're not holding nobody responsible except 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 for for, that one guy bro i'm i run and i ain't capping for him i'm just saying let's 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 just keep it a book man like i'm not capping for that guy no 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 i'm saying but it takes we we can't have selective outrage and only get mad at that guy when you got parents serving their kids up I wish I would be a parent talking about yeah I'm going to drop my 14 year old daughter off to go do a studio session with R Kelly. Yeah, even if
1: watch this even if you hadn't heard of those rumors. Yeah, it just I'm a, not I'm
0: ending. not bringing my
1: 14 year old daughter in a studio with any man no. Rather that and his songs is about sex. Right. No. Um but when I thought about it it took me running my own label and I'm like I'm thinking of the day to day stuff we be having to do. I'm like yeah they protected this dude. It's no way it wasn't like he was sneaking off going, do no. this, and his manager didn't know, and his role manager. Oh, it, it was like, a plain sight. They was recruiting for him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, and then it took me starting being around the the, um, the artists in the industry and seeing uh, these artists on drugs and things like that. And I never call on nobody's name, but it's like, I'm like, oh, that happens too. So sometimes the artists that make the best music be on the most drugs. But it's like, okay, the team know. This is when they crank out hits. So we might not go look for it for him, but if he happened to go get some dope, but we can get him a 10-hour studio session, he crank out some more hits, and everybody can keep getting paid, nobody stops that process. I saw... I forgot.
0: I I forget who who did this interview, but they said that DMX did a whole, like, gospel rap album in the span of, like, I don't know how many hours. Like, he was in the studio, but, like, he was high like he had Oh, no, up. I didn't hear that. I heard he did a gospel album, but I didn't know he did it that fast. They said he went out on the roof, smoked some crack, came back down and cranked out a whole album worth of gospel rap. I could believe that. I could believe that I too. I heard
1: you know, I heard when he came to BR, he was in a trap. He was in the trenches, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I've heard stories. you know, Rest in peace, DMX, but I can believe that.
0: Yes. So, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but it it kind of goes back even to like you were saying people look at just their bottom line you know if you if you look at these major labels there's a reason why rap beef was perpetuated so much because yes. they know oh man people get paid off of this the, yeah. the numbers are going to go up and and even if the guy dies it doesn't matter his 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 album's going to sell out the roof and the vp of arista records
1: or whoever their kids go to private school and they're driving into a gated community yeah it it, it never touches them yeah so it never it's like, them it's no uh what's the word I'm looking for? It's no vested interest. No. It's like, okay, do you think this a hit? They're going to ask an A&R. They have no connections with our community. And then, oh, uh, you think it's a hit? Okay, let's
0: sign them. I remember they had, who was it? Uh, Leo Cohen was yeah. on The Breakfast Club. And, and You know, I'm a big Dame Dash fan. Dame be blues and him. You know what I'm saying? I love Dame. Look, I purchased Dame. Dame. I, I purchased his clothing. I'm a Dame student. I, I, yeah, I, have you I bought support. his new shoes? The the
1: the Boss. I haven't uh, bought
0: the shoes yet because I, they look fly. I'm they do. I saw him. I was like, look. And and if you know anything about his clothing line, it's Dusko Poppington Shout out, I'm, to Dame. I'm, I'm you know I'm 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 not on his payroll. I'm just plugging what right. I like. I love Dame, bro. But the material is like really good. It's 100 cotton and it's made in the USA. Wow. Right. So you got it down to the T. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I I order things. I I got the socks and the shirts. And I got the a quick shirts. question for
1: you. What's up?
0: What's your and
1: I'm asking this because I got mine. So what's your Mount Rushmore of um, influential entrepreneurs? Dame is one of mine. That's why I'm asking. Your just Mount Rushmore. just hip
0: hop entrepreneurs. Hip hop entrepreneurs like the masterpiece mm. Dame. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Dame is on mine. Okay. Um, You got to put Jermaine Dupree on there mm, Wow You got to put Jermaine I thought Dupri I was the only one tripping Jermaine Dupree is that guy Yeah I don't feel like he gets his just due And we Man, talking Mount Rushmore is- so I only got two more Ugh. Jermaine Dupree is that guy You got to put You got to put Puff on there Yo, yeah, oh yeah definitely You got to put Puff on
1: there Okay that's good so you got Dame
0: Puff, Jermaine, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. See, ooh, this is tough, cause I mean, and these guys don't necessarily have to been in dead music themselves. They just hip hop moguls, or whatever. right, right. So that fourth slot, I mean, uh, that could go. That could go Jay Prince, that could go Pete, that could go Suge Knight, that could go Tony Draper. People forget that about Tony go, Draper. That could go Luke. That could go, that could go Luke. That could go... Um, um, yeah, all that, these people I've been That studying. could go Steve Rifkin. Mm, I haven't studied Steve. I've heard his name a lot. People anymore. sleep on Steve. So Steve Rifkin, if you're not familiar with him... He was over loud records okay yeah i've heard that okay loud at one time. is that the white
1: ball-headed guy kind of yeah, swole
0: yeah. yeah i've seen him on the breakfast club that roster was insane because mm. at one time he had wu-tang clan okay Mob deep and big pun on the roster at the same time mm. that is a crazy and I, that's not even everybody that was on that he had exhibit on the roster okay that is a crazy roster He's the, He's the one that did the deal with Wu-Tang that allowed them to sign with him as a group but allowed them to sign solo deals with other labels. That's in, very innovative. I would love to do something like that. That's dope. So no
1: Jay, You don't put Jay in there? As entrepreneur? Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Is it because he come from the Dame Cloth, so that's the same thing? I feel like... Yeah, that, that's a point to make. because, And I feel like when people... Put Jay and exclude Dame, they're trying to cut Dame out of history. People right. forget Jay wouldn't be Jay without Dane. Mm-hmm. We we wouldn't even have this incarnation of Jay and Rock Nation without Dame. Dane wrote that blueprint. Okay. Not to take anything away from Jay. I believe Jay is probably one of the most intelligent, you know, people in hip hop. But let's just keep it honest, man. Okay, so I'm gonna give you mine. But okay. I, I and, and, and and I feel bad I still didn't even give you my fourth yet. So who the fourth is? I uh, gotta choose somebody. I got yeah, I Sound know. Sound like man. you wanna go with Steve. No, I'm not gonna go with Steve. Steve was very innovative though. Okay. So I got I got I got Jermaine Dupree. I got Dane. I got Puff. Mm. I got him good, Pharaoh. You did. You did. You know what? I, I got to keep a Southern man. I got to put P on there.
1: Good. All right. <laughs> so I was going to
0: leave with P, but I have them on my Mount Rushmore
1: for a reason. So P represents uh, uh, ownership to me. Honorable mention L.A. Reed. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, so P represents ownership. I, I sum these people up in one word. When I hear Pete talk, he's talking about ownership. Mm-hmm. Dane represents independence to me. Mm-hmm. He's one of them guys, he's going to be like, forget the majors, forget everybody else, just go put up your own bread. I love when he talks like yes, that. Yes, Dame, like, we so, can do this ourselves. And and as the team rock with me, man, that's what we do. We put up our own bread. Um, the third person would be, uh, this is probably going to take people for a loop, but this dude is amazing, Ryan Leslie. Um, Ryan Leslie? Ryan Leslie. Ryan Leslie. Huh? What you know about him? Huh? I, that 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 took me for a loop. Ryan Leslie, his the program he created where you directed the consumer through the cell phone. He, he did um, do that. Nipsey Hussle took advantage of that. Rest in peace, and he sold a lot of records. So Ryan Leslie, I studied him. He showed how you can make you can maximize and make the most money with your fans without selling a lot of records. Right. Um, and then the fourth one would be, uh, I say tip. And when I say Tip, Tip represents diversity to me. He's a businessman, but Tip, he's always showed me that I can be multifaceted and stay yeah. true to myself as an entrepreneur. So I can, one day I can wear a suit and tie, the next day I can wear the trap clothes. True. And you know, I can, one day I can be a, a leader, an activist, and I can still be all of those and be true to myself and not have to, I can live in multiple worlds. Yeah. But um, those are the four people that I lock into um, when it comes to you know virtual mentors, and I go watch their YouTube videos, and then I go take action from taking notes. Man, okay, okay. But when, when Dame has made me quit a lot of jobs, let me say that <laughs> I be emotional at a job, boss act like he won't play on my top, which I wasn't gonna let that happen anyway. But then you go listen to some Dame, he like you a boss, woo woo-whoop, and I'm like, you know what? The oh, you hell know, with look, this job.
0: You can't you can't go listen at Dame at a Dame interview. And even feel bad about yourself Alex, You be like You know what? what I don't need none of this yeah, No can, no real talk I can go I can take on the world now like, Man he give
1: you that And then P just gonna give you that You know he gonna make sure That you cross all your T's And dot your
0: I's But I can honestly say that Honorable mention Killer Mike Okay
1: I, I ain't I, I know he's a businessman But I don't know in depth about You know I know he's about The black banking And, and everything like
0: that Killer Mike owns a lot of Real estate in Atlanta Wow um, He owns a couple of Barbershops Like he showed I've heard that. I did a year's what, what what he what he shows what he tries to showcase is that you can do this on what would seem to be a smaller scale mm-hmm. and you can generate large dollars just like everybody else right but if you look at his operation it looks smaller than the ones that we mentioned before mm. but it's so much beneficial so much more beneficial but i got to give an honorable mention to killer mike but guess what? You know I'd mess you up? If I had an opportunity to meet all those people,
1: uh I probably wanna meet Dane. But you know who I really wanna meet? Who that? Tech Nine.
0: Tech Nine isn't is a beast. The fact that this man has a warehouse I, for his I merchandise and all that and the fact that he's been he's maintained independence for thirty years. I think he's like the richest independent artist. Yeah. And, and they got they got a whole infrastructure. I, I mean, love, I've seen the compound on webs, YouTube yeah,
1: it's it's great. He crazy. distributes for other artists. Like he he became a, a conglomerate. He did. I would love to sit
0: down with him. And um, and it's amazing. I do admire Tech Nine, man. What? Never did get into his music though. And the thing is, Hell he can lip. he can spit. He can spit. He's like. Twister. And I feel bad about that because I'm like everything about this guy I like. Yes, he's just not I, mainstream. Well, but you know what? What threw me off with Tech Nine was the face paint yeah, he does have the insane clown Posse mixed with the Gothic,
1: but he's lyrical delivery. That's what
0: always would throw me off in you know when it, in his early years. I don't think he does that so much now. Yeah, he, he has a – but you know that when I went and watched the
1: YouTube um, video of the guy that put the money behind him, that's what he said. He yeah, was he, so different. He was like a furniture salesman, I think. Correct. He? Yeah. And Tech Nine was signed to four deals. He was in a bad deal. Yeah. The dude came. They didn't know what to do with him quite – he was basically like a Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And a guy bought him out of all the deals and said, hey, I think you dope. I own a few businesses. I got a furniture company, too. What?" He just asked him, what do you need to make all this work? He named a price. They did a joint venture, and yep. they've been business partners for years. So, man, if, tech, if this gets to Tech Nine, I would love to meet you, bro. I pay for me and my team to come out there consultation. I would love to go meet with him and really take some real notes, because I'm into, I'm into the real artist part of it now, right. where I'm going to my shows, I'm selling the merch, I want to get the endorsement deals, the licensing, I want to maximize and everything, not just depending on shows and verses. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Tech Nine.
0: I know, I know we mentioned P, right? Right. I got a slight gripe with P right now. Okay, man. Wait. Don't do my dog, man. No, well, I'll say this because he he has this thing that he's been saying, like, for the last year. Okay. Product don't talk back. He say product don't talk back. P been on that wave. He's been on that wave. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. But? But you still have to look at the undergirding of that comment because... And Do you, that's you think is what it's misleading? He's, it's very misleading because he's basically saying, you know, just invest in product and you'll be fine. Right, <laughs> right. If somebody takes that at face value, it's like, it's but much more than You got to look at, okay, but whatever, whatever business you're in, you're always in the people business. Facts. So when he says stuff like that, I'm like, you know, that could be completely misconstrued because mm. on the surface of that, it sounds like don't invest in people, right. just invest in product. Mm. But unless you're going to be the one selling the product by yourself, taking all the phone calls, like no one can do that. Especially if you're trying to expand your operation, man. So you're, you're always going to be in the people business. And I, I understand what he was saying in the context that he was trying to say say it in. It's almost similar to like when Dan was on the Breakfast Club, and people were right. like, you know, what is he talking about? I'm like I get what he was saying. It was it's the package that he was wrapping it in. Clearly, everyone can't. Be the boss. Correct. Because if everyone's the boss, then... There's no workers. Who are you the boss over? I have I have a saying I made up years
1: ago. It goes, uh, people bring problems, but if you master how to deal with people, they can also bring prosperity. Right? Oh, that's a bar. And real talk. Yeah. And the first piece of advice I got when I got into the life insurance business a guy was riding... The, I was got riding a car with a guy, and he was on the way to a life insurance appointment, and he, I'm just a new guy. I'm just in the car learning the ropes. And he told me, he said... The first thing he told me was, don't sleep with your clients. That's what he told me. Uh, yeah, That sound
0: talk. That sounds like maybe he made that right. mistake once. No,
1: and ironically, he got terminated from the company because he was sleeping with the clients, <laughs> and he, he did something illegal.
0: Do as I say that as I do. Right,
1: right. But I, but I, I took that advice, and then number two, he said... Your biggest investment is never going to be a Roth IRA. It's never going to be a mutual fund. It's never going to be this big um, return that you can get from the market. He said the biggest investment you're going to get is always on investing in people. He always told me that. He say you're gonna meet some people in this life insurance industry that are not gonna buy life insurance from you when you meet them, but he say you don't need to treat them when you see them in the streets as if oh since you didn't do business with me I don't know you. Mm-hmm. He says gonna be people that you're gonna try to recruit to your sales force that might not come, that might not ever join you in business, but y'all might do something outside of business. And I just remember that, and he was right. Some of my best relationships I've established have been through people who didn't become clients at first, but they initially became clients down the end, but we kept a friendship up until that point. And then people that I tried to recruit and give a business opportunity to to do what I do, that was like, I'm not interested. Box, I think that's for you, but I'm cool. But then we later on did business in other in other areas. You right. know what I'm saying? So I say that to say you're right. Investing in people is important, and they can be misleading when P's a product don't talk back. But also another thing I, I want people to understand is when you, you know, when you're following leaders and things like that, you have to know how to eat the meat and, and spit out the bones. Because I've learned in leadership, a leader will teach you only at the level of where they're at at that point in their life. So sure. at one point in time, P was in the people business. So whatever he when he was in the people business, he was teaching that to his people. But then now he might be tainted from the industry, the people getting on his nerves. So now his. His leadership philosophy has changed. So you got to watch that when you're following people because you'll start following a a guy or a woman at this level with their thinking at this level. Mm -hmm. But then three to five years later, they're different. They have new information, new experiences. So now their philosophy changes, and it'll make you look like you're going with every wind of doctrine. So what I learned is when I started learning from these different leaders in business, whether it's the music industry or life insurance or whatever, I started to develop my own leadership philosophy right. that I know I won't sway. I'll, I'll get a little bit of what you're saying if it makes sense, great. But I'm still gonna stick to my guns. You know you're what I'm using saying? You guys a buffet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my leadership philosophy is a little bit of my personal experiences, my mentor Charles Harris, and um, my mentor College Temple. With with all of that put into a nutshell in my personal experiences and other people have led me I've created my own philosophy but I've learned very quick man if you just start trying to follow one person all the way to the end of the earth their philosophy gonna change as they grow and they might be telling you some information when they're in year 10 of their leadership when really they probably needed to be giving you their year two yeah, of their leadership. Right. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Right, right. So they might be telling you like I remember I asked my mentor one time I said man do you still set five to ten uh, cold call appointments every day and he was like he was like I, I say don't even answer that question I said I know you tell me that's what I have to do to build my business I say, but I know you don't because you make about $90,000 a month. I say, there's no there's no reason for you to have to go sit down and, and discipline yourself to make five to 20 calls because you've built a sales force. Right. But I say, if you tell me to go do it, I, I say, you're number two you in the business would have told me to do it because that's what, do- that what you was doing. Right. So you just got to understand when you're following people, you need to find out where they at in their journey. 'Cause I've been watching P and I've been following it. So it sounds like P is like kinda low key frustrated with people. <laughs> yeah. So he like product don't talk back. Mm-hmm. But when he was Billing No Limit, guess what I found out? When I watched that No Limit documentary, I look back, I say, P wasn't no rapper. P was a recruiter. Yeah. He was a hell of a recruiter. Mia X said he showed up at our house. She said I could see the fire in his eyes. I didn't even know what No Limit was about, but she said I was down. Yeah. And he, he said when he went to go recruit, uh, what's the football player that, that signed him? Ricky you know? Williams. Man, they said they had No Limit gear at the facility. They was playing No Limit while he was lifting weights. He was just creating a marketing frenzy around him. Mm -hmm. So if you would have got the game from P in that time, you probably became one hell of a people person because he knew
0: this is what I needed to do to build. But what I I mean by that is even where he is now, he still has to be in the people business because Facts. whoever is manufacturing the cereal, whoever manufacturing the noodles, that's a relationship. You right. don't have a relationship with the product; you got a relationship with these people. You're not one hundred percent st- hands off, right? Wrap snacks is is a people relationship. Facts. I said unless he' about to go skin potatoes himself and then flavor <laughs> yeah, yeah, them and yeah, all that, you, you still like whatever you. business you're in. It's always the people business. It just right. like you just said, but in this stage in his life, he doesn't have to be as hands on. Well, he don't have to be he don't have to be around that many other people, correct? So, where he might have had to oversee and manage the lives of 50 people. Now, he's not overseeing these people, he's partnering with these people, but he's still in the people business. Man, that's the toughest thing that I've
1: ever had to deal with in leadership is managing people and emotions. And yeah. like you say you notice about me, I'm very positive. I can tell you my Achilles heel when dealing, when dealing with people is people who are naturally negative, and as woe as me, man, I'm not that type of person. So I've asked God to grow me in that area because it's like I'm the type of person, man. Look, if there's a problem, let's address it and let's move forward. I'm still gonna be empathetic. I ain't gonna be like, oh, don't worry. About yeah. I'm really gonna, man. What's wrong? Let's fix it. In, but in- we can't sulk for five days. No. I don't even want to sulk for five hours. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's different. You got a death in the family. But if it's, oh, box, I got this going on and this going on, man, as a leader, I have to be patient. I had to learn to be mm-hmm. patient because something I see that's small to to me, I, I had to learn in leadership, if it's a big problem to them, it needs to be a big problem to me. Right. And that was tough when I'm like, man, oh, you dealing with that, yeah, your like, that You're You like, my house is caught on fire last night. You talking about your tire just blew out? <laughs> right. But I had to learn. They see their tire blowing out the same way I see
0: that my right. house is caught on and fire. And you got to you got to be able to kind of find that balance. Correct. Correct. Boy, another uh, dropped another gem. Hey, man, jeans gems. That's what I got. I got
1: a book on the way called Jeans Gems. Oh well, you know we got. We... We we got to delve in the net. Yes, it's gonna be a daily affirmation, so it'll be a gem for each day when you wake up. I love that. I love that.
0: Box, yes. hungry genius, hungry boy records. Yes, sir. Appreciate tell you, tell them again, man. Look, we we gonna get the album soon. We, yeah. we ain't got no hard date,
1: but you know, no hard date. Um, no crumbs. The name of the album is No Crumbs on the Table. The name of the um campaign is No Crumbs Left on the Table. Uh, for right now you can just go follow me on Instagram, B O X X underscore Hungry. I keep everything updated on my Instagram. Uh we getting a new website uh done and a new website for the uh for
0: the merch as well. So yo. Cool, cool And, I, and just one sidebar Before we get up out of it Yeah You do have really good campaigns Because that Vote for Box campaign was good And now there's no crime You are a master at that I appreciate so it So I, I got I got, to give your props on that, man I appreciate thank it Thank you for coming back through Man, thank you for having me
1: Go we, stream, make a move Blame it on the DJ right now That's out on all platforms,
0: man we, we here I promise we ain't gonna We ain't gonna take that big of a break from Table Talk again Because yeah. Listen box ain't going to be running up on me saying, "Hey man, I heard your mom was sick." What the type of And look, man, next I'm time I come back, man, <laughs> I I, I want to, you know,
1: uh, it's about the team, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to introduce Carter Boy Fresh to you.
0: And um some
1: some you know, and I'll be calling you earmarking some artists that's not necessarily signed to my label, but I have my eyes on, you know what I'm
0: saying? So I tell you what, uh, we can set that up now, man. So okay. okay. You 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 get my information to Carter Boy Fresh. We'll set it up. We 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 get some shot. We can get some. You round. heard that Carter Boy? Yeah. See, I said it on camera, so you know I ain't lying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, he got to be a man in his word, not man. I, 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 hey, look, I had to be a man of my word. This, that wasn't even on camera when, when Box was asking me But Hey, when yeah. you gonna bring it back? No, I love, it back. I
1: love this platform. I'm grateful, bro. You've always been professional since day one. Um, I joke a lot with my friends and stuff, but when it comes to me doing business, I really take that serious. And you on time you uh text you you know what i'm saying you just give you give me a lot of lives so you know anybody that's watching this i just want them to know you solid you've always done good business and all you got in in anything in life is your face card man and your word you know what i'm saying so i appreciate you bro
0: i appreciate you man and like always just remember you either at the table or you're on the menu we out